glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Yeah, I'd like to have 75 degrees and sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play us through right in rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. Baseball is back. I'm back from spring training, and we're back. About goddamn time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Put Me In Coach podcast. After a week hiatus, we are back on your, I guess, phone, airwaves, SoundCloud, wherever you <laughs> listen to us. Um, I am Bobby Blanco, at Bobby underscore Blanco on Twitter. Tom Natale is joining me. Hello, at Tom underscore Natale. And Gregory Porter is with me. Yep. It's just three of us today. Um, no Ian Foster. Who ah! Got stuck at work, but it's just uh, we have a good threesome. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. it should be a fun episode. Well, Bear is under the table, so I guess he's our. Oh, so that's a four. Yeah, I'll, I'll count that. Hi, Bear. Bear is Tom's dog, who is a fluffy, fluffy black dog. Mm. Um, we were a square and now we're a triangle. Bear is actually. We were actually a pentagon and now we're a square because you kicked Kate out. No, Kate doesn't count. She's not a real person. Okay. <laughs> actually, Bear is his nickname. <laughs> It's Bo. It's Bo. Yeah. And then when he was a puppy, my grandmother said, oh, he looks like a little black bear. And then it just stuck. Little black bear. He does look like a little black bear. He looks like, um, oh, what movie is that? I don't know. But it, actually, it might be a gif of the little like black bear like wrestling. He looks uh, like yeah. one of those. He. Yeah. We were hiking like for me. months ago. And I let him off leash when we hike because he normally doesn't go too far. But then he like picked up a scent of like a deer or something. And so I freak out and I start yelling like, bear, bear, come back. I was like, I should probably not scream that at the top of my oh, lungs. The bear, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the middle of the woods. Like, That's probably a bad idea. That was so gone bow. Um, we got a good show for you today. We got only um, two things on the docket, but they're pretty jam-packed. Well, yes. Well, two main things. Yes. Um, my spring training trip, Orioles and Nationals, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, Terps Poops, but... Tom, you had something else to bring up before Did we get you started. Terps poops? Terps hoops. It should mm. be Terps poops. <laughs> Did you guys watch the All-Star game this past weekend? NBA All-Star game? I, it was Sunday night. I missed it. Actually, that was the night I went to go see Black Panther, so I missed it. Got it. I saw the uh, parts of it with uh, with Ian. It was uh, it was interesting. Yep. So uh, I, I guess what this weekend, what it's going to be known for infamously would be the maybe the worst... Um, National anthem ever by Fergie. Fergie Ferg. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, that was. Uh, that's the only part of the actual. <laughs> that's the only part of. Well, that's not true. I watched the skills competition, three point contest, and dunk contest. But the only part of the All Star game as I watched was Fergie the day after because everyone was talking about it. So I felt like I had to watch it. Yeah. And yeah, oh my God, is right. It was just so the fact that you could audibly hear. The entire arena <laughs> chuckle. Just rolling. Twice. Not just once, but twice. Yeah. She, she committed to the bit. So I. I, uh, I and then what was at the end? Let's play some basketball. I'm just like, oh my God. are you kidding me? You, well, after that. <laughs> Did you see the close up on Draymond Green's face? Like he's trying to get in the moment. Then he's like, oh my God. He like looks up and he, yeah, he's just like, he had the dumbest look on his face. He's just confounded. He's just like, what? What? What is happening? And then he notices that he's on TV and just starts laughing. Do you have that on cue? I don't. It's I, I, actually, I don't want to listen to it. No, <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. I, I remember, mean, I was listening to it and I was thinking, I talked about it before when uh, before we started, but it was like she used 
all she used to prepare for the national anthem was watching video clips of Marilyn Monroe trying to serenade the president or JFK. Um, like that's all she was like, Oh, okay. That's how it's sung. I'm going to do it 2018, which is basically just, you know, off key pornographic. Like yeah. what the, what the fuck? I mean, I, I guess I kind of get what she was aiming for. She was trying something different. She was trying to make it more. She tried her best Christina Aguilera impression, but not artistic. being able to sing like yeah. Christina Aguilera. And it just came off bad. That was, that was just awkward. So Eddie yeah. Matz, who covers, well, I guess technically he covers both the Nationals and the Orioles for ESPN.com. Um, but he was telling me he's been in like showbiz. So he was telling me that wasn't like, she didn't select that. Like most like more likely than not, someone picked that like ensemble or that whatever ar- that for her. For yeah, that arrangement. That's what the word, the arrangement. Yeah. And so like, even if that's the case, how did she just be like, no? <laughs> yeah, well... Like, she, I, she I just had the like, final say. Like, she couldn't nah. just be like, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to sing it normally. <laughs> I was actually talking with my fellow musicians at where I teach music, and we were talking about it. And that, uh, musically, the Star Spangled Banner is really, really hard to sing. Yeah. Like, it hit mm-hmm. the number of notes that you have to do. And, and I mean, you're basically, your, your voice is an instrument in itself. Mm-hmm. So it is incredibly difficult, but good God. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was tough. It was tough, and it just seemed like it lasted forever. I think like the yep. the clip on YouTube is like five and a half minutes. The Star Spangled Banner should never be more than <laughs> more than a minute and a half. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that, what do you what are like? You why are we still standing here listening to you sing this? Or butcher our national? Or anthem? why are they singing it in the first okay, place? Okay, that's player. the real question, everybody. That's a it's a fair question. <laughs> it's a fair question. True. It's complete horseshit. It's all nationalism. You know, I didn't even. Sheep. I did. I know. I know, I agree with you, but I, you know, I didn't even know that we were the only country who did that until like the, the whole Kaepernick thing started. Right. And so I was, I, I was 24 when, when I figured that out. Like, yeah. I think it's kind of weird. The, well, that was really the only thing the NBA didn't get right this past weekend. Um, I, I would say certainly. I did see Brad stink it up on the three point. He contest. did. And that was disappointing. But he played and well I, in the game. He did. I and saw. I, 17 points. And I really, really. I was like, I need to watch a three-point contest because I really think Brad's going to get it this I year. I thought so, too. I, I really thought he was, and that didn't turn out. Devin Booker went to him, and he was on fire. To be fair, not any, no one really had it besides yeah. Booker. It was kind of a sloppy three-point contest. No, was, I, so I, many I would, bricks. Comparatively speaking, it's the three-point contest that is must-see TV versus the dunk contest mm-hmm. at this point, in my opinion. Yeah, dunk contest is lame. I think they've run, out of, done. They've run out of creativity. Yeah. And yeah. so much so that they were all doing old school, just reenacting yeah. old school dunks, which right. is, I guess, cool. But it's like, okay, we've already seen these. Yeah, exactly. And I always thought my, my idea, if I was in a dunk foot. contest, I'd like raise the hoop up to 11 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad idea. But they yeah. actually show some air. Yeah. It, it's become redundant. And uh, maybe the, um, the NBA can find a way to make this better. But speaking of redundancy and, and something you can't take seriously, that was that that's what has been the NBA all-star game for what feels like going on a decade. It's lacked any kind of competitive value. Yeah. It's just highlight dunks. Okay. It's your turn to do a three sixty dunk, whatever. And there's no defense at all. Well, this year, and it's in the first time that they've had a, a draft. So they had two, they had LeBron as one captain, Stephen Curry as the other, and they picked their own teams. Which and I thought was cool. It was a really you could you could sense the pride like it, it meant something to the players and it was maybe because they were hand picked and you got to see an offense with LeBron, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Russell Westbrook. That is for entertainment value purposes. That is <laughs> really really impressive. Yeah, and uh, it, it was the most uh, entertaining 
uh, game all-star game that I've seen. And I saw Steph only finish with like 11 points or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And he he really had the better team because it was LeBron's team that was decimated by injuries with John Wall and Kevin Love and uh, I think it was Porzingis, a few others. But yeah. uh, either way, it was um, they played defense. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Ah, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, was, I kind of wish I watched it. Ian was so mad that they won. The LeBron team won? Yeah. Isn't that the team that Bradley really? and John I, yeah, were on? Yeah, Brad was on that team. That's who I was rooting for. I don't know. I felt like he was rooting the other way. Oh. Maybe because LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I can understand that, but I was... Stranger on LeBron's team because yeah. simply because that's Brad. Yeah, I would, team. yeah, I would have cheered for whatever team the Wizards were on. Yeah, and Bradley showed up, showed well. He had he had a few, um, three, a few three pointers. Again, I think seventeen points held his own. I mean, nothing spectacular, but yeah. it was LeBron James doing LeBron James. Yeah, he was, James that. He was the MVP of the game. So, and what was really cool about that was um, it was a the game came down to the final possession. It was a three point game. And uh, Stephen, Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson were trying to find ways to get open. And Kevin Durant knew exactly what they were going to do. And LeBron, and because they're on the same team. Yeah. It was, uh, and at the end of the game, it was just, I mean, all these players were bouncing up and down celebrating. It was like, the, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was like the championship, like the all time pickup game championship. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's there cool. was a sense of pride that has since restored. Um, so credit to the NBA. Right. I'm excited to see that. I hope they televised the draft next year. That wasn't. Oh uh, yeah, the drafting of the yeah, that'd be cool. I don't care if someone's feelings get hurt that they got picked last year an All Star. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was Damian Lillard. Freeson. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, so no, I didn't. I did miss all of that, which I'm now kind of bummed. I guess I did. Um, but the reason I did because I was down in Florida. For spring training, baseball is here. Just living it up. Um, yeah, you got a nice catches. little tan, Bob. <laughs> I, I do have a tan, actually. I've been outside. 80s, 80s and Sunday every day down there. Crazy, right? Oh, yeah. Lovely. Mm. Um, but baseball is back. Pitchers and catchers reported last week for all major league clubs. And <laughs> spring training games start Friday. So in two days from the recording of this episode, which is crazy. Um, and so it's cool. I like, you know, working for Masson. Um, I have the luxury or I guess the privilege to go cover both teams, both of my favorite teams. Um, so we started at Orioles camp and then um, moved over to the Nationals camp. And obviously the big storyline heading into spring training um, for for both for teams. both teams were the pending free agencies of Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, respectively. And while I was only in Sarasota for a couple of days – like I think Manny reported the day after I was there, after I left. Um, so I didn't actually get to see Manny, um, but I obviously read his quotes and stuff and everything. It was it was interesting to see, but obviously both players, quote, I mean, had to address it. it was yeah, the elephant in the room, essentially, yeah. It was inter- interesting to see how Manny addressed it and how Bryce addressed it yeah. and what they both said. Now, in, in two different ways. Two different and, and ways. Both of which that can't really criticize them for it Mm-mm. no but i mean and well it's different you know bryce harper held a press conference you know he was put in front of a mic at a table in a separate room manny machado stood in front of his locker at and uh at you know in their, in their clubhouse and with the media surrounding him like a normal interview post game or pre-game interview so you know and i, I think a lot of that has to do with obviously the dc's a bigger market it is bryce harper you know, he is going to get the largest contract in 
baseball history, maybe American sports history. Most likely, yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think Machado, you know, if Machado has a good season and enters free agency after this year, you know, with a, a solid season behind his back, you know, he's not going to be that far behind Harper, I think, in Absolutely. terms of contract and money. But, you know, you know, I hate saying this, but it is Bryce Harper. And people kind of said that, too. It's like, and I think that's what he said um, on his interview with Grant and Danny, where, like, you know, what it's, it's different for you because you are Bryce Harper. And he was like, yeah, you know, I've been dealing with the media since I was 14 years old. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, one, know how to kind of go about it, and two, like, I get it. Well, I, I think the difference between the two of them from a, a pure baseball standpoint, I mean, they're they're both incredible in their own right. And to say Bryce is outright better than Manny, I, I would even disagree with that. You could, you know, they, they've both had incredible seasons, Bryce having that historic uh, 2015 year, MVP year, and Manny's been more consistent, more healthy. Um, at the same well, has he? Because he's had two huge yeah. knee injuries. And, and But, I mean... Yeah, that's right, actually. And Bryce has been hurt, too. Um, but anyways, uh, there, there goes beyond a baseball value for Bryce Harper. And what that would be is the, the monetary value of that. All the fans that he's going to pack in the stadium and stadium jersey sales, uh, so on and so forth. And really, in my opinion, that is the biggest difference between Bryce and Manny is the marketability difference. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's, that's true, too. Um, but all right, so... Um, a question that was posted to me even just last night, but, uh, gets posted to me a lot, you know, where do you see each of these guys going or, sure. or what do you, what do you think is going to happen with the, both of these guys well, at but the end before, of the season? Before that, can you just go over what both of them said just for, for anyone that did not hear? Okay. Well, let's start with Manny. I mean, again, I wasn't there when he spoke. I was just reading quotes. I mean, he just said, you know, he said kind of not cookie cutter, but a little more towards leaning toward you know, the Homer response saying, Hey, I like being here. I want to be here. I am focused on this year though. I, you know, I'm not really focused on my free agency yet, but I do want to be here. I would like to be here. It's the only place I know, you know, the Orioles drafted and, and, um, quote unquote raised him, you know, in the minor leagues and brought him up. He made his major league debut back in 2012 with the club. And, um, you know, as the only team he knows and he likes Baltimore, he obviously his best friend plays second base for the Orioles and Jonathan scope. And, you know, they have a good, close-knit group of guys. So, you know, he said he would like to be here long-term, but, you know, he doesn't know what the future holds and that kind of response. Um, and then, you know, like I, I don't know if I mentioned this before when we started talking about it, but Bryce Harper made a statement at the beginning of his press conference, So he, which is kind of unusual. We can talk about Hand, that too. Handwritten statement. Yeah, yeah, we can kind of talk about that too when we kind of get closer, more focused on Bryce, um, like how he chose to handle it. But... You know, it's it's kind of uncommon for players to do that. One hold, you know, hold a press conference, and then two start it with a statement, and then also stating it, starting it this way. One second. Yep. All right, what's up, guys? Um, so happy to see you guys. Um, gonna share a couple of thoughts, um, some topics. Hopefully, I'll answer a few of your questions um, at the beginning, and then uh, we can get started. So. Um, Super excited about this year. Um, you know, can't wait to you know get everything going um, down here and then get back up to DC and um, really start uh, you know our 2018 season. Um, my focus all off season was to get ready and be prepared for this year. Um, if that was in the weight room, on the field, um, you know, working with my dad, of course, um, and doing everything I could to you know really prepare for this year um, and you know help this team win a World Series. Um, you know. 
my hope to uh, you know really come in here, be ready as a team, as an organization. I think we did a great job this off season, and uh, you know did some things with our staff and um, you know with our players and things like that to you know get us to where we need to be. Um, you know, sole focus is to you know help this team win day in and day out, do the things I can in the community this year, and uh, you know just be the best player I can uh, for this organization. Um, you know, super driven, super excited to, uh, you know, start this year. And, um, you know, just want to let you guys know, I will, you know, not be discussing anything relative to 2019 at all. Um, I'm focused on this year, focused on winning and, uh, you know, playing hard um, like every single year. So if you guys have any questions about 2018 or anything after to, or anything after 2018, um, you can call Scott and, you know, he can answer you guys. So. Um, not going to answer any questions. So if you guys do answer anything or you know talk about anything about that, then I'll be walking right out the door. So there you go. So that was Bryce Harper in his first time he spoke to the media since last season um, to start off 2018. Um, Port RC, you you see the the wheels turning in your head. What were your initial <laughs> thoughts here in that? When he first started, I. He's got to work on public speaking a little yeah. bit. A lot of pauses, yeah, a like, lot of ums holy and who knows. I, When I started counting, which was probably a good 30 seconds into it, <laughs> yeah. uh, that whole thing, he did um when I started counting like 15 times. Yep. And I didn't even count the uhs and the uh, it was just, just specifically um, fifth fucking teen. Um, That's why he's an athlete. Yeah, it was just that was that was brutal to listen to. I mean, I like what he did. I mean, that was that was uh, that was pretty cool in the sense that um you know, I hadn't heard the statement and was coming into that blind. So when I initially started, I was just like, Jesus Christ, dude, fucking read a book. Like, <laughs> um, well, it, it, yeah, he only went to one year of college. So. Exactly. Well, it, it's <laughs> he, he kept going and then it got to the actual point of like why he wanted to do that. I was like, OK, that makes sense. You could have more or less done that significantly faster and significantly easier and more to the point, which would have been, you know, hey, guys, I'm here to talk to you guys. I'm not talking about anything in 2008 or two, past 2018. Mm-hmm. We're talking about this season and this season only. If you got questions for that, let me know. If not, I'm out the door. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been a lot more confident. Mm-hmm. A lot more. W- did people immediately after that start asking him about the? No, they they no, respected no, it. Yeah, no one okay. brought it up. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, Tom, how about you? I'll go. I'll go last. <clears throat> I I appreciate it. Um, I I as I said, um, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I anticipated uh, that folks it's it was the elephant in the room. Yeah. And if he did not come out with that statement, he is going to be asked that by every reporter every single time they get that opportunity because that's a part of their job. Yep. So I, I, I can certainly understand that. Do I wish he'd say I love DC, it's become my second home, the nationals have treated me with the utmost respect, and I hope to remain here? Of course I do. At the same time, I have no idea what's going to happen in 2019. I don't even think he knows yet. I don't think really anybody. So from a, I guess as a Redskins fan, just because we're so used to, you know, outside interference and there's always just constant drama and outside the locker room problems. I think that he addressing it immediately on the first day just prevented the circus act that would become the 2018 season and his pending free agency had he not. Right, I I agree. I agree with the idea of it. Like I I totally agree that it was smart of him to come out and do that. Now whether 
I'm assuming it was his idea, whether or not it was, you know, Matt's PR coming in it coming to him saying you should do this or I don't know. But it sounds that, like it he wrote it. It doesn't really matter. Um, but I agree with the idea of it and that, you know, like you said, he's gonna be asked this every single chance he gets in front of a camera. Absolutely. Um and so by coming out and saying I mean, it just makes his life easier. I mean, it's a long season. It's 162 games plus what? 30 spring training games that he has to speak to the media. Mm-hmm. Um, the all-star game is in DC this year. So wow, of course he's right. going to have to speak for at that. He, you know, he's going to field that question or, you know, that, that handful of questions about his free agency a hundred times every night. I mean, it's just sure. too much. And I, I, I would get it. I would not want to answer that question a hundred times every night yeah. too. So just come ahead. I'm not going to talk about it. And then his, and his teammates and his coaches. Right. And I that's mean, kind of what he would. So like Grant and Danny, he, they, he was on 106.7 The Fan with Grand Danny this afternoon. Um, and, you know, they didn't ask him about free agency, but they just asked about the statement, like what went into that statement. And he said, you know, it's not fair to my teammates and or to the fans or to my coaches and whatever, you know, me taking all the attention and then me having to answer that question. Like, you know, it's not fair for the media just to stand by my locker and just wait for me so they can ask me about 2019 um, when, you know, there's – 26 other 24 other guys in that clubhouse or more um you know who deserves attention absolutely so i get that part now i'm also with you in the sense that do i wish he said kind of like what manny said like absolutely. i like dc i love dc i would like he didn't mention any of that so to me my first initial thought was he's gone yeah no matter what he's gone if i, mean, I had to he choose. wants out yeah because like if had he, if any part of him really did, maybe he, maybe he's such a bad speaker that he forgot to leave, put that part in. I didn't know he was that bad of a speaker. Damn. But I mean, I think he's calculated. I think he tries not to say the wrong, the wrong thing. Yeah. But you know, Manny said that, and I, I believe him, Umo. I know Umo is very concerned of whether or not oh my God. people <laughs> believe where Manny actually meant it. I think he did, and the fact that Bryce Harper didn't say anything like that worries me. Absolutely, because it makes me think that. He's already made up his mind. He he wants out. He uh, wants to try somewhere else. Now he has stated how much he enjoys DC. Yes, and the but that's also the right thing to say. Past. Yeah, but also the thing goes back to why didn't he say it at the biggest time? Yeah. Like this is the most important press conference he's given up to sure. his date, and he'll have an op- another opportunity to do so, mm-hmm. um, especially with the All Star Game. I mean, DC is going to be on the, the the forefront of everything, yeah. all things baseball, come July. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Although uh, I guess I'm not going to be able to go to the game because the ticket prices are in the 500s for upper deck. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be nuts. yeah, yeah um, like that noise. Um, but also to kind of Porter's point about him saying, you know, if you ask me about it, I'm walking away. I was like, I don't think you have to be a dick about it. I mean, I get it. You don't want to answer the question. A little overly dismissive. A little over, yeah, and a little full of himself. Maybe it's like. I mean, we, we get it. You're Bryce Harper, but like, you know, just say you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to answer questions about it and move on. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm I'm better than you. That if I don't like what you're asking me, I'm going to leave. I'm just going to and not let you do your job. Yeah. You I know, know, I think it's kind of annoying. That was kind of irritating to me. I think where I would come from that or at least in who is it? You see those um, like compilation videos of just like really awkward questions by, um, uh, you know, reporters that are, are trying to get a reaction out of someone that they know, like you, you're like, I'm listening to the question. I don't really know what's going on. And even I want to punch that asshole in the face of just like, why would you ask somebody that? Like that's yeah. so yeah. inflammatory. Absolutely. It's just like, 
I feel like knowing that ahead of time, since he's dealt with it so much, like maybe, yeah, like not be like, you know, I'm going to leave the room, but I feel like that's the only thing that's going to get them to understand is like, you're not going to get anything from me if you're, you know, just not going to respect the wishes of being like, look, it's not fair. Yeah. I think that could have gone into he, his he, statement. He could have been like, look, I get putting your foot down. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like making it firm and you know, I'm dead serious. I'm not gonna talk about, I just, I think he got to gone about it a different way. Yeah, not to piggyback yeah. on what you said. Cause I agree with you, Porter is that I think he had to be overly stern to really guys do not ask me this because Players will say, next question, then, then next the next question is, is going to say, same thing. are you sure? And, yeah. it, it's, and then it always leads to some kind of tabloid type of material on ESPN, yeah. and, and then uh, like, the wheels come off. Athlete yeah. loses control at yeah. press conferences. But, like, well, yeah, and then that was what, I mean, sitting there watching the interview, I was, that was my biggest my biggest fear is Bobby's that Bobby's biggest yeah. fear just came through. Like that someone like some random like national writer who came down or even God forbid a local West Palm beach writer who doesn't cover the team. Yeah. been like, you know, I'm going to ask him anyway. And he asked him and then Bryce Harper walks out and then like, okay, now we have this huge controversy on the first day of camp yeah. surround. I mean, it's like, what are we doing here? Now the, now the rest of spring training and the season, not only revolves around Bryce Harper's free agency and him not talking about it, but the fact that he will literally walk out of an interview room to not talk about it. Yeah. And then that was I was sitting there, little panicking, thinking, "Oh my god, please, <laughs> oh, no man. one in this room ask. Yeah. Please, please, please." Were you please, there please. during that press conference? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. Were you guys surprised? I mean, what was like the initial? Well, we knew he was gonna make like, um, yeah, a PR member, the head of the PR, Nats PR came like say like, "Hey, you know, before we get started, we want to welcome everybody. Price is." has a statement prepared. He's going to make a statement and then we'll take questions. Um, so, you know, we knew that he was going to speak you know, right before we spoke, but, um, we, I mean, once we kind of, I mean, I, I, I don't know what everyone else saw. As soon as I heard that he was had a statement, I, I figured that that's what it was going to be. He was going to mm-hmm. ask, he was going to ask that we not ask about him. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I've never been, but you know, I've been covering this team now. This is going to be my seventh season. I've never seen, wow a um any player start a press conference in person at least start a press conference with a statement like that which was not shocking but it was kind of like whoa okay so he's he's serious about this yeah so i yeah, i just wanted to get you guys yeah, i think his it. i think his teammates will appreciate that too i think so too and i think you know that's a, that's a good question i uh i don't know if anyone's gone around and asked that yeah that'd be an interesting question to go get the what other people I mean, I'm sure they would give the quote unquote cookie mm-hmm. cutter answer too. Yeah. Like, yeah, we appreciate it, blah, blah, blah. But I, I, I'll, I'll be curious to see what the other players thought about it. Sure. They probably t- would agree. But like, yeah, I wouldn't want to be asked the same question a million times over the course of a season. Sure. There are uh, other team, um, you know, front offices appreciated that too, that are keeping their eye on them. They're going to snatch them up out of, uh, yeah. <laughs> out of DC. Yeah. Because yeah. they're going to pay them. All right. So, what? So now let's get back to the kind of the baseball part of this topic um bryce and harper who has a better chance of coming back bryce and harper um that's no a sorry question. wow harper and manny so like why the did fish i say or that? fish, the, the fish. I, to be honest with you i'd, <laughs> I'd want to say neither um you want to say neither neither yeah. comes back well lo- let me answer that with a side answer because manny was sub- the subject of trade rumors this offseason that has since not happened and I would assume he's going to be the subject of in-season trades. I don't think that's going to happen. And the reason why is because he is a free agency 
at the end of this year. And if someone is going to trade for Manny Machado, they're going to have to give up the entire farm system to get him. And the only way that would happen is if they have an assurance that he is going to be with the, the other team long term. Same thing with Bryce, if that's, a, if that's a case. Now, no, that is not going to happen because they can't negotiate a contract extension when they're on another team. Mm-hmm. It's not like a sign-and-trade type thing that you see in the NBA. Yep. Um, so, still, I, if I had to guess, I, I still say both are gone. I hate to say that mm-hmm. for both. Um, I feel like Orioles are, fans are going to say Bryce is going to stay, and I feel like Nats fans are going to say Manny's going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of like, you know, prepare, hoping for the best, preparing for the worst. Uh-huh. I kind of get that, too. Yeah. Uh, and really, if anything, maybe my mind has changed because of what Manny said. But, mm-hmm. I mean, how sincere was it? Who who knows? And I think maybe a lot would be predicated on what happens this coming season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was my point. Uh, that's usually my point when I get asked. So, face value, so to speak, my gut, I would say... Uh, Bryce stays, Manny goes, and to me it comes down to because the learners can pay Bryce Harper. I don't know if the Angeloses will pay Manny Machado. Yep. I mean, just I mean, I do work for Madison. I do like the Orioles, but I mean, it's just historically they don't give out big contracts like that. Absolutely, and, and especially so, with um, the amount of money allotted to Chris Davis, one sixty-one million. Yep, and then Jonathan Scope, who would hopefully want to be resigned. You'll be a free agent and, after twenty nineteen, and, and if he continues at his pace, then he's going to be getting a very, very large contract as well. And if we're on the trajectory where Bryce Harper is going to get four hundred, five hundred million dollars over what ten years, yep. You know, you got to think that Manny Machado will be, you know, at least two hundred, maybe two fifty million Just over a little bit eight south years. Of it. Yeah, I mean, not that far behind. That's a lot of not money. At all. And, you know, just as, I mean, the the fact of the matter is, historically, the Orioles don't give out those contracts. Sure. So that's what would make me think that Bryce has a better chance of staying than Manny. Now, but a lot is very much so predicated on what happens between now and the end of the World Series. So really what's, what was the biggest move this offseason was the Giancarlo Stanton trade from Miami to the Yankees. And if I am an Orioles fan, I'm, and I see an outfield of... (laughs) Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and what Sanchez as a catcher, Gregorius as your and second, no shortstop. He's a shortstop. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, so we got the two best home run hitters on the same lineup. Oh my God, mm. we are screwed. We are screwed. We are so screwed. And they still have Chapman closing. Yeah. Batantis. Yep. And then CC's coming back. Tanaka, and what did they get? Another pitcher. Who's the other pitcher? Uh, they got Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray. All-star. So, yeah, I mean, the Yankees are yeah, That is, good. and then the Red Sox just got J.D. Martinez. And so I was at, Umo and I were talking about it this weekend, and Kevin Lombardi, you're going to get a little shout-out too, um, was I think we can easily establish with the Orioles that the Yankees and Red Sox are better, flat out. Is that? Yes, correct. Okay. Yes. Well, so, yes. Aside from that, I mean, it, it appears that the Rays are in rebuild mode because having traded Evan Longoria, mm-hmm. you could say the same thing with the Blue Jays. Encarnacion left last year. Bautista's still a free agent. Who knows what they're going to do with Donaldson. They also appear maybe into a rebuild. So if the Orioles were really in any other division, I would feel much more comfortable about their success. 
but being in baseball's best, arguably baseball's best division, um, that is a major detraction for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of the thing too. Is like the Orioles projected to finish last, so yeah. is Manny Machado going to want to come back to a last place team? I probably, wouldn't. Probably not. Yep. Um, now, Contra- what to just play devil's advocate? Sure. What if, knock on wood, Machado stays healthy for the entire year? So mm-hmm. does everyone else. Mm-hmm. Scope stays on the path that he's going. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Jones has been consistent ever the day he got to Baltimore. So he stays. Chris Davis and Mark Trumbo have bounced back years. Trey Mancini is, again, the second or third best now second year player in the AL. And then, um, Bundy does Bundy things. Gosman is good for a full season. I mean, this is a lot of ifs, but, I mean, it's not totally out of the realm of possibility. Absolutely not. Uh, Chris Tillman has a bounce-back season. They got Andrew Kashner. Um, he, he's solid. I like the um, – who's the hitter they got today that I liked? Um, oh, uh, uh, Colby Rasmus. Yeah. And good value corner outfield, too. yeah. And they somehow sneak into the playoffs. And what if they make another ALCS somehow? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get Uma too excited, but what if? And that's that's a way to keep it's it's baseball thing. Strange things happen. It's 162 games. Yeah. A lot can happen. Strange things can happen, and I mean, we've seen the Red Sox melt down. The Orioles have done this before. If anything, I mean, they we've have, seen a Buckshaw Walter led Orioles yeah. go last to first. Yep, Buckshaw Walter is arguably one of the best managers in baseball. Hey, so, so I mean, and then my the exact same thing can be said with Bryce Harper. Well. Almost to a more so extent of like they actually have to like, what if they get to an NLCS game seven or a World Series game seven and just miss out? That means DC sports would have to go farther than they've gone in 20 years. That's not going to happen, Bobby. You know the rules. That's one of the. You know the rules. That's that's your, that's that's your chance to get Bryce Harper to stay. Yes, <clears throat> I think if the Nats go farther than they've gone before. Yeah, and no. if he gets that close, if no. he tastes it, no. because then you can say, well, we've got Strasburg no. and Scherzer for at least another five or six years. Yeah, uh, you got young guys like Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, Victor uh, Robles, Victor coming Robles up. coming up. Michael A. Taylor has another solid year. You get a bounce back year from Weeders. Um, the bullpen is better than it's ever been, so they they can lock down games. You, Dave Martinez is a you know a Joe Madden two point mm-hmm. or Dave Roberts two point and he's just a, a revelation for the team, and they. Go out and crush it. I mean, and if they either win it all or get that close, that's another selling point to Bryce. You could be the guy in this town. They will literally build you a statue if you do it here. Absolutely, and the talent is there. I think they have enough yeah, talent absolutely. to be in the pot, be in the conversation for a World Series contender. Are they better than the Dodgers or the Cubs or what the Diamondbacks did last year? The Rockies did last year. The uh, the Milwaukee Brewers have allocated there a lot of money brews are good yeah um the cubs just signed you darvish i mean there's some the cardinals are going to be good again they're always good and you know there's there's a lot of talent out there but are they if the nationals are playing at their best could they are they good enough to win the world series yeah they they could but yeah. they're contenders they're yeah you and know. they've been contenders before since 2012 yep so a lot can happen between now and the end of the season but that's it's going to be interesting and then this all, of course, you know, we touched on it earlier that under the assumption that they both stay healthy, yeah, because they both have his not going to have a history of injuries. Yeah, it's baseball. Yeah, yeah. I knew injuries were rampant for the Nats last year, and they still um, I mean, stayed the course somehow. Bryce Harper was on pace for his second MVP season Probably. until he got hurt yeah. in August. So anything can happen. It's a crazy season. 
Um, but I digest. So before we move on to the Terps, I guess last question for you, Bobby. What was the overall, you know, or the vibe going between the two camps while you were down there? Uh, well, again, it's diff- it was different because I got there right at the beginning of Orioles camp. So not everyone had reported. Pitchers and catchers had, but not all position players. Um, it was cool. Tim Beckham was there, so it was cool to see him getting his workouts in that third base because obviously him and Manny have switched. Um, it was tough to gauge the entire – because, you know, we would walk in the clubhouse in the morning and it would almost be empty just because not everyone was there. So it's it's hard, kind of hard to gauge. Um, you know, a lot of questions surrounding the Orioles because at that point they were still only had two starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're holding this big competition for the fifth starter. You know, the thing about the Orioles, and I, mean, I think the Nationals too, but, you know, anyone who follows the Orioles know this is a very tight-knit group. Yeah. Um, Buck Walter has created such a great uh, environment in that clubhouse. These guys love each other. These guys go and battle for each other. Um, a lot of chemistry. A lot of chemistry. And, you know, it is a bummer to see them not, you know, reach their goals because there are a lot of good guys in that clubhouse. And, and you know, they try hard and they play hard and they play for each other, which is cool to see. Um, For the Nationals... I I don't know exactly what it was. It was just di- I mean, uh, from Dusty Baker's camp, it was just so different. Mm-hmm. Very laid back. The workout starts, you know, or only not even an hour long. When I was there, they'd be done before 11. They'd be done with their workouts before 11. And then, you know, they're blasting music out on the fields. They're stretching. They do the circle of trust thing, which I'm sure you've heard about. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed like they were having a lot of fun. And it was very laid back. And, and <laughs> I, hope, I hope they're pissed off. They, I don't they, get that they, sense. They embarrassed themselves in their last game of the season. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I, they all said it's behind us, you know. Yeah. You're looking forward to the season. But, it but was just, a fun atmosphere. I, I, Tom, I cannot be more of a Dave Martinez fan. To be honest. I was a little upset that Dusty you're, Baker. You're a, a little upset. You're a Dusty guy. I was a Dusty guy. I mean, I was around Dusty. I mean, but I think they got the right guy. It why, makes it better. Why is that? He just seems like, I mean, the way he thinks, you're going to like him because he's analytical in terms of looking at the sabermetrics and stuff. Um, the way he handles, you know, they second the first day of full workouts, they were doing uh, infield drills with a shift. So, the, and Mark Zuckerman, who's the MassInSports.com beat writer for the Nets, said he's never, you know, in his, what, 10 plus years of covering this team, he's never seen them do that, you know, practicing doing drills in the shift. So that's pretty cool. I mean, it's just a laid back atmosphere. The players really seem to love him. He's a really good guy. The way he thinks about baseball is really cool. I, I think you're going to like him. And I think sure. the DC's going to like him. Because that's my biggest thing with Dusty was he was the great personality for this team in this city. Mm-hmm. I think Dave Martinez has just, because the whole thing with Matt Williams, you know, he had no personality almost. And that's kind of what was his downfall. I think Dave Martinez is a perfect mixture of the analytical and the personality. And yeah, and the experience having been and the experience a he's been player. a Ben yeah well that and but also you know and you know Joe Madden's right hand man for the past ten plus years yeah. and and that's this was a long time coming for Dave Marti- Dave Martinez because um, people call him Davey too. actually he his nameplate says Davey so it is Davey. Davey yeah and you know that that's that's how it usually works in professional sports you know if I were uh, the owner of the Washington Wizards. And I needed a general manager. I go, who is the assistant to the GM of the Spurs? Give me their sous chef. Yeah. yeah I yeah. want him. Yeah. Or if I'm the Redskins, who's the assistant to Bill Belichick? I want that guy. Yeah. And so on and so forth. I mean, this guy has been under Joe Madden, who has now won, what is it, 
won. One World Series. He made to, it. He made it with the Rays. He made it with the Rays. And it's just his third season. Yep. And so, uh, I mean, and Joe Madden is considered one of the best managers in all of baseball. Forward thinking, analytical, um, managing twenty five I mean, men every single day. You bring up the Spurs. He's the complete opposite personality type of Greg Popovich, but he's like the Greg Popovich in terms of coaching and yeah. in baseball, and just universally respected and yes. admired. Yes. Yeah. So I, I guess the last thing about baseball is, and Grant and Danny brought this up, uh, and they said they heard from a few baseball people that this, as the days continue to go and go and go with more free agents available, Jake Arrieta and the Nats seem like this could actually happen. And I've been – Danny had a uh, good point. I, I have said that when you have a window of your, of your availability for, to succeed, sacrifice your future – Go all in, win a title, and I'd rather win a title than go be mediocre to bad to bad for the next ten years than do what the Nats have done since 2012. If I love the idea of signing Jake Arrieta because that gives you a three-headed monster, or maybe even four-headed monster if Gio has another year like he did of Strasburg, Scherzer, Arrieta, and Gio. Um, Grant uh, Danny's point was okay. That's awesome. 2018 should kick ass. But that means Bryce is done. Mm-hmm. He's gone. I mean, how could they pay Jake Arrieta and then fork over $400 million from Bryce Harper? Could that, is that even possible? Well, I definitely agree with the idea that with each passing day, it's more likely because with each passing day, his price goes down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole thing with the whole collusion. You know, that's why these owners aren't signing anybody because they know the longer they wait, the less money that these players are going to start asking for because they're going to have to get a job eventually. You know, you can't... And you have to get to a camp eventually. That's why these, you know... Uh, Scott... Bo- I almost said Scott Brooks. Scott Boris, his whole, uh, his whole corporation, they're holding workouts for their unsigned players. Uh, the MLBPA is holding workouts for unsigned players because these guys need to get to camp. I mean, look yep. what happens to guys who have shortened spring trainings and they just out the gate are already behind and slow. And yep. in some cases, it affects their whole season. Yep. So, you know, I, if I'm a baseball player and I'm unsigned, I'm like, okay, now it's not as much about the money. We're getting greedy. Get me to a, get me on a team because I need to start working out and playing and sure. know know my role, know what I'm going to be doing, know who I'm going to be playing with because it's getting almost too late. So I agree with that premise. Um, would he be great for the Nationals? Obviously, it's Jake Arrieta. He's a Cy Young winner and a World Series winner. I... <clears throat> The thing about paying him, though, is the no salary cap. Yes, it's a shit ton of money, but like, you know, everyone's t- saying the Yank, everyone's saying that Bryce and or Manny and or Manny, both of them could possibly go to the. Yan- How the Yankees are yep. going to pay for Giancarlo Stanton, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, and then Aaron eventually Judge. pay for Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez and Aroldis Chapman? Like, that's just way too much money. So if the Yankees can do it, I think the Nationals can do it. The Nationals have rare, very, very rich owners. So. It's been reported that the learners are the richest in baseball. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's true, but... So, I mean, yeah. they can do it. It would be a butt-ton of money. Mm-hmm. I would think they can do it if, you know, if the Yankees could, if the Yankees are thinking about doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you, you know, maybe you get Arietta. You know, does it get to a point where Arietta does a one-year... I mean, it's Jake Arietta, but does I, he... I'm down. Does he do a one-year deal for, you know, a little higher, but then just re-enter free agency next year, too? I don't know if he would take that risk, but at his at hey, the if, stage of his career, if I'm going to offer him like one year, twenty five million right now. Yeah, if yeah. 
But at his stage of his career, would he want a little more? Maybe, yeah, he doesn't want to do this again. Yeah, I get it. A little more uh, security. But maybe it's a, you know, a three-year deal with an opt-out, two-year deal with an opt-out, something like that. So, yeah, it'd be interesting um, how likely it is. Again, each passing day gets more likely because each passing day he gets cheaper. Yep. And any Scott Boris client He's is Scott Boris client. linked to the Nats. He's going to want to go to another contender, another team that can compete. You know, why would you not want to go to a team that's already had a, has a solid lineup, solid rotation, a, ma- uh, a manager who he already knows, yep. being with the Cubs. Beat me to it. And – in the easiest division in baseball, arguably the easiest division in baseball. Definitely. So, it's an interesting concept. I mean, we'll see. You got you got me scared looking at your phone. No, no. Like you saw like breaking no, news. No, like, no, no. Like they'd be so weird if the Reds can trade for Alex Smith right now. Wouldn't that be, <laughs> wouldn't that be weird, guys? So, um, okay. Well, we'll we'll get much more into baseball before the season starts. Um, I have asked Umo many times that he needs to come in studio for, for our actual baseball preview. Yes, yes, really yes. Excited. He does. And, Umo, uh, we'll it's just there. one night, one night, buddy. One night, one night to shine. We'll do okay. that closer to opening day. And so we could also line up some other baseball guests. That'd be fun. On to more frustrating things. <laughs> Maryland basketball. Ah, see, he's going to say it's either the Redskins or Maryland basketball. <laughs> Maryland basketball. The Wizards. So before we really kind of delve a little bit deeper, let's go into some statistics to begin with. They are nineteen and eleven overall, right now. Yes, they are eight and nine in conference. They are 0 and 5 against, I'm sorry, 0 and 4 against ranked teams. Killing it. They have only won on the road twice. Preach. They average 74.1 points per game. That is 174th out of 351, Mark Turgeon. They are 134th in rebounding, 128th in assist. They've done better defensively, 44th overall in points allowed. Um, and they are actually on offense. They're 47th in the nation in three-point percentage. Um, they've had in what I consider to be three unexcusable losses. In- inexcusable? Lo- oh, can I guess them? I'm looking at the schedule. Is it inexcusable or unexcusable? Inexcusable. Inexcusable, yes. Um, yes, Bobby. Go. We're both writers. <laughs> Okay. Um. All right. Let me look at the schedule. Uh. Same bottom venture. Correct. Um. Um. Penn State. Correct. Nebraska. Correct. <laughs> Nailed it. And and the more and more I'm looking at it with Penn State, that is a, a at Penn State we split with them. God, they suck. And it, it maybe just infuriates me because Should never Mel- lose to Penn State in basketball. Correct. Correct. So. Now that we've gone over those numbers, and I have seen more vitriol and more backlash against Turgeon this year than I've ever seen, and it actually kind of makes me feel comforting because I have since stated, and this is becoming redundant, a year ago, that I am not a Turgeon guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so going over all of this, and barring some kind of miracle, we're not going to make the NCAA tournament this year. I would say we look, would we would need to beat Michigan. That's what we play on Saturday. Number seventeen, ranked. Michigan. Yep, and then we need to go pretty far in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I would say. And Maryland hasn't done anything in any conference tournament in since what two thousand three, four. I would say you would have there. They would be John Gilchrist. They would, they would play. They would have to play two games to make the semis. I'm assuming. Sure. So they would have to at least make the semis, if not the final, while also pulling off some upsets along yep. the way. Like you, you can't like 
you know, be like Northwestern again and assume to get yeah. in. Now they have excuses. They lost Justin Jackson for the season. Yes. Who is arguably their best player. Who was not playing well even when he was playing. Correct. And was even getting some NBA looks prior to that. And then they also lost Yvonne Bender. So they, they lost a lot, some front court, front court depth. And they've also battled injuries with Checo and Dion Wiley, who seems hurt every other game. Um, with all of that said, I understand that we're not national title contenders year after year. The days of Juan Dixon and Steve Blake and Gary Williams are done. I get it. It's been, what, 15 years, 16 mm-hmm. years? Mm-hmm. What are we as a basketball program? What should we be? Well, you and I were talking about this before on air. I got into an argument with my coworker mm-hmm. about who is a better program, Maryland or Syracuse. We won't get into it right now, but Maryland's obviously by far better. Um, <laughs> we should be. Paul's not here to argue with you. Maryland should be. You think the top tier programs: Duke, Kansas, UNC, UCLA, Kentucky. Kentucky. Um, there's probably another one I'm thinking of. Um, then whatever. That's top tier. Maryland should be tier A, tier one A. You know the next the next one below. They they should be a, a top twenty five school every year. Yeah, I would say most logically in that sixteen to twenty five type of range. Yeah, I think any any time that this is not a fringe NCAA tournament team. No, that should be. It, it used to be during the heydays of Gary Williams. It goes, oh, well, what seed are we going to be in the NCAA tournament? And since then, it's been. God damn it. Do we have to watch the NIT again? Yeah. Or and, we're barely going to get in. And, and to me, and the reason why I think that this, there is no excuse that Maryland is not relevant year by year by year is simply because the amount of players, the amount of talent that comes just in the freaking county where Maryland is in. Yep. Just recruiting PG County alone, and you have enough Division One recruits. And that, that excludes the WCAC that has the powers of Gonzaga, DeMatha, St. John's, O'Connell, Good Council, all of those teams, and Northern Virginia, everything. Um, well, that doesn't because DeMatha is, what, five miles down the road yeah. from, from yeah. College Park? And then Baltimore has, good high, uh, has a good high school uh, basketball uh, products, too. So it, it's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating to me that when I, when I see the amount of talent on the floor, even without Justin Jackson, and it's just not adding up. They're not improving. No. That's, what I, that's my biggest thing is, and, and it's, it's a, if you watch Maryland basketball for the past, what, I guess six years, however long Turgeon's been here, you, that, that's the, the biggest problem is his teams don't improve. Our old adage is that Gary's team's always improved, Turgeon's team's regress mm-hmm. because – Anthony Cowan is not as good as he should be right now. I think, well, he's improved from last year, but he's also... He should have improved more. He was supposed to take this team over. You know, he was on all these preseason watch lists sure. and everything, and he's not going to end up even close well, to any of that. I'll, I'll counter that with as much as Cowan, I think. He has improved. He hasn't regressed. Deion Wiley hasn't done anything. Checo hasn't done anything. Yeah, um, yeah. His teammates, I mean, with every progression, there's a regression. No, I get, so you get they're, Yeah. They're, it's just a never-ending game of complacency with yeah. this team. Well, a, okay, so out of the gate, like I said earlier, Justin Jackson didn't improve. I mean, he, he was our best player. For the small amount of games he played, he didn't even average 10 points a game. Mm-hmm. So 
that's not improvement. Um, I don't. I'm just watching Anthony Cowan play. That him personally, I get that the talent around him isn't as good. I think him himself hasn't really improved the most personally as much as he should have. Like, how many times am I going to see him go for a layup and then get, just get blocked because he's underhanding it? Like, or going on the left side and using his right hand? I mean, come on, dude. I also think I get he, you're small, but you have to know that you have to be better than that. I think a lot of that is Turgeon's fault because he is playing what is a negligent the entire game. He's playing 40 minutes a night. Yeah, no, he's no, playing, and that's true too. He's, he's playing getting more worn than what down. NBA players. Yeah, yeah, he's getting worn because he's playing almost the entire game. Him, not and, the entire him game. and Herder are playing the entire game mm-hmm. for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Herder. I don't think as improved my my thing for him this offseason was he needed to get better at getting to the hoop. He hasn't done that. Um I I think the one bright spot for this team has been Bruno Fernando and you know, I'm not confident that he's going to improve by next year. He's only a true freshman and yeah. you know, he has all the talent in the world. He's a freak athlete, can jump out of the gym. Um you know, he needs to improve on his defense and he needs to get two or three more moves down low. Uh, yeah, also I would say his basketball IQ. I mean, he's young. He's just a He's 18 years yeah, old. Yeah, no, I'm I mean, just not that's saying. only going to. But improve. you can see the potential there. I'm yeah. like, this kid can be really see, good. I actually, and I just don't think you know if I actually think Cowan has improved. Dan Herter, ha- they have improved. Have they been just, you know, incredibly like some like outlandish improvement? No, but they've been better. Mm. Um, again, this is my the, eye test. I mean, I don't sure. have numbers to back. This is what I'm just watching. I'm, this, I mean. I, I, this is my eye test. And maybe it's because last year, you know, Cowan had Mello to fall back on and learn from. And now he's yeah. being told to or being asked to take over the whole team by himself. Cowan's playing 37 minutes a game. That's Herter's playing way, 34 that's minutes. That's just way too that much. Is, that is, again, what I said, negligent. Yeah, that's just way too much. And, and again, no fault to their own for that because, one, they have to. Two, you know, I mean, the, you know, they're not going to say take me out, you know. Like, yeah, they're going to say put me in, coach. Put <laughs> 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 nice. like that one. So, and what what many Trojan supporters have said is, excuse me, um, Trojan's a great recruiter. Give him a chance. It's been excuse after excuse after excuse for me, and I, after having a sample size of what has been, I believe, seven years. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's it, a lot. It's it's a lot. It's we a lot. we have enough of a sample size. He yeah. these are his recruits, and yes, we are coming away from three straight NCAA appearances. Only one sweet only one sweet sixteen appearance for that. By the way, um, I, I think we can do better. We can do better than him. Which again shouldn't be a thing. We should be, you know, I get we're not you know, making the sweet sixteen every year is asking a lot, but we should be. To compare us with the Duke and UNC and Kentucky, Michigan State, those those schools, I get. I, I'm not making. We that should not comparison. have gone as long as we did without making a Sweet Sixteen. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. I, I'm not making the comparison that we are a top tier program. At yeah. the same time, we are second. Yeah, second tier, and, yeah. and we have amazing facilities. Out of all the money that Kevin Plank has put into this yeah. school, they're playing on national television every single game. I I just I'm done. Uh, and I've been done. I, I don't see, I don't see Turgeon getting fired with the recruiting class that's apparently coming in. Uh, I believe it's ranked 11th overall by ESPN. I can't get. I mean, um, I, I mean, but like this is a what thing. Is, what, like, is it, what does that even fucking mean? I also, I, I think it's I'm just on clickbait. record. Yeah, I think like, what? I think I'm on record. How do you even, do you even scale that? Saying what? that coming into the season, I knew it was going to be tough. Yeah. 
Um, by the way, Bobby, sorry, Cowan has improved in every single statistical category. Also out of necessity. Yeah. But absolutely. I mean, I, that doesn't mean that he improved personally as a player, I think. Or sure. I'm not saying he didn't improve. I'm just saying I was expecting the leap to be bigger. You wanted more. Yes. yes. Got it. I was hoping for more, maybe. Um, but, you know, we, I knew, and I say, like, the beginning of the season, I would always try to say, like, I, this team is so young. Just don't get mad. Mm-hmm. Just let them. They're, we knew. We said it in our little preview clip that we did of them. You know, They're going to be young and fast. They're going to be fun to watch. But, damn it, they're going to be annoying because they're going to turn the ball over a lot. They're going to take bad shots. They're going to get They're going to get lazy on defense. Um, and that's exactly what it, what it is. And so that kind of hopes you give – gives you hope for next year because of the recruiting class that is coming in mm-hmm. and you would hope you know justin jackson could possibly leave you would hope that he would stay yeah then be, you'd have a and nice be healthy veteran. you have a nice veteran roster right there with cowan herter and him and then so you nice. and then now you're a top 25 team throughout the year and you know you make a run at the big 10 championship you make a run in the ncaa tournament i am just sick sick and tired of watching every single game in turgeon getting out coached yeah by lesser talent um, by although, lesser talent on the other teams. Although, apparently, I didn't watch any of the game, but apparently I did read on Twitter that he actually didn't make halftime adjustments against Northwestern. It was night. really weird. <laughs> I was like, it, it was like laughing at the um, someone you hate that made a really good joke. Yeah. I was like, no, oh, that was actually smart. Yeah. Halfway. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've we've gotten to know Turgeon for quite some time now. <clears throat> he seems like a great guy. He lives locally. His kids go to school around the area from here, uh, around the corner from here. Hey, Gonzaga. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when, when I'm, when calling for someone's job, I, I've tried to, I feel bad because I mean, his family's here. I mean, if something were to happen, then his whole life turns upside down. What yeah. do I do? And, you know, I, I don't want to, I, I want to take that into context. Um, at the same time, I, I just, I don't think it is an unreasonable to ask to bring in a coach that can be this second tier type of program. Again, not Duke, not UNC, not Kentucky, but right behind it, that is not unattainable. Yeah, I agree. And um, I'm with you in that my, I'm not sitting here calling for his job, but I am calling for like a change of something. So... ESPN. I don't know a, what his contract is either. Yeah. Like when he's up. ESPN had a, a just came out with a coaching uh, hot seat coaching index for college basketball. It was on a scale of one to ten. Ten being your ten being your absolute fired. Turgeon was five, and and they said uh, halfway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for it. it says minimal chance of losing job, but needs to make some strides. Yeah, I mean that's, that's basically almost, what you just. That's exactly, exactly what, what I'm trying to get. Like, yeah, I don't think he'll get fired, and he, but and he, something also needs to. And and it's been what makes me think that nothing will change. That something had to change three years ago, yep. and it didn't. Yep. You know, I get there's got to be. So some, what's going to be different about next year? There, there's got to be the some recruiting class, yeah. but I mean he's had yeah. good recruiting class. They're he's ranked eleventh. He's had transfers come in. They're yeah. ranked eleventh, bro. Didn't yeah. you hear? Yeah, there, and there's got to be some. <laughs> I get it. There's some biasness because I, I've never been because I was the biggest Gary Williams fan, and anyone that replaced him, I'm just going to compare it, and that's not fair. I just don't have fun watching this team anymore. Is it just me? Like, is it just not? It's they, not entertaining. They it's, suck. It's just. Oh well, yeah, this frust- year you have fond memories of them being, fucking but it's just awesome. Frustrating watching dri- dribbling aimlessly 
dribbling the ball for 25 seconds in a ball screen then hoping you get to the, the foul yeah. line. And that's yeah. basically what it's been under Mark Turgeon. And it's taken the enjoyment of being a Maryland basketball fan. Yeah. Because even when Maryland, when Gary had his teams that didn't have a lot of talent or they weren't national title contenders, they were still fun to watch because you, you could just see them gel game after game after game. Yeah, And we just watched UNC and Syracuse play a great game. Yeah. Two head coaches going head-to-head, and you know they have set plays, and the, and the players – you know, are making plays and, and working the ball around and not just that monotonous going around in a circle sure. and hoping you get fouled like you just said. Sure. So that that is frustrating and annoying. Yes, yeah. I'm with you. And I'm I'm, I'm I know this is all redundant because we had the same exact conversation last year. I know you said you don't want him fired. I I do. I I do. I, I'm I'm done. Well, I've seen enough. But my point is also, like, especially because I don't know his. Con- I mean, if his contract's up after, I don't, I don't no, know. Yeah, he's through twenty twenty two. Okay, so that's not th- I was gonna say, you know, what if they just decide not to bring him back? Yeah. Um, especially because of who wanted this job, apparently Sean Miller from Arizona, who's been uh, leaps and bounds better than Mark Turgeon from a you know success rate what yeah. he's done at Arizona. Yeah. Um, even our Mike Bray. Excuse me, from Notre Dame, seven straight NCAA appearances, two elite, two elite eights. So, Demathy guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm frustrated. Gary, I miss you. <laughs> Juan, I miss you. Yeah, that'd be nice. Maybe we could beat a ranked team for once. I haven't seen that in like freaking five years. Got Michigan on Saturday. Yeah. Senior night. Last regular season home game or regular season game, period. All right. All right, that was a good, solid hour of uh, sports talk. Yeah, hey, <laughs> and the first non-Redskins uh, podcast that we've done since. That true? We God, had, probably since like August. Yeah, something like or, that. Yeah, I mean, we'll touch on stuff like the draft, and I know Tom gets. Oh, we'll for, get there. Tom gets size for the. Don't combine. worry about that. <laughs> uh, free free agency free agency starts in mid uh, mid March, so we will do a free agency yeah. uh, wish list for us and who we want, who we don't want, what's going to happen. Yeah. Are you gonna get like the combine uh, workout onesies? Don't don't worry about that. Yeah, but Just even sit in front of, sit I'm in front all of the in. couch. I'm even all in on Mike May. <laughs> even <laughs> even nearer in the future, um, uh, I think next week we're gonna have an all Wizards podcast. I hope episode. so. That should be God fun. Damn it. Talking hoops. What? Um, the, what? We, we're actually gonna <laughs> change our you podcast. You realize what kind of podcast you help host? You, I guess. <laughs> you, you know that we, I think we are going to change our podcast name to the Thomas Sadoransky Fan Club. That nah, to be determined. <laughs> I'm going to vote of no confidence right there. No. <laughs> um, but then also we've got zero you know, Wizards and Caps both have Caps have made some trades this week. Wizards and Caps both have playoffs coming up, so we'll talk about that. We'll have full baseball previews playoffs. before opening day. Um, do you want to? Should we do separate episodes for O's and Nats, or just try to do all in one? I feel like we could do all in one. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I mean, you get, you know, you get like half an hour each. I mean, that's that's a lot. Yeah. 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 No, just a half hour. Umo can't talk about the Orioles just for half an hour. Well, yeah, fuck, they, fuck, they, fuck, fuck Umo. <laughs> we're going to have to get a shotgun yeah. on Umo. Every time it goes too long, we <laughs> get a shotgun. When we were out in Baltimore, it was me, him, Lombardi, and his wife. And poor Emily, because all we did was talk sports for like four straight hours. I was like, I, I, was like, I feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. This is the Put Me In Coach Podcast. You can give us a follow on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at PMIC Podcast. Give us a like and subscribe. Please rate and review, share on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, 
Um, we love to hear yeah. feedback from you guys. It does and a lot. Happy birthday, Katie. It's my sister's birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Katie. Man, I think I remember the, you gave her a shout out last year. Yeah. Which is funny. That's been, yeah. It's been a year. Damn, it's crazy. You're still like 10 years old to me. I don't care. A year of podcasting. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Four time natality, Greg Porter. I'm Bobby Blanco. Thanks for listening, everybody. Night. My watch is hot. This has been Put Me In Coach Podcast. Screw you guys, I'm going home.